You're listening to episode 55 of Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And for episode 55, we're covering May 6, 2003's Fueled by Ramen release, Fall Out Boys Take This to Your Grave, and we're pairing that with the finest American action-adventure film written and directed by Steven Summers, a remake of the 1932 film of the same name. Yes, we're talking about 1999's Universal Pictures' The Mummy. The Mummy. Um, a Brendan like Fraser vehicle. This one has been on our uh, list for a long time. Yeah, you are really good at... I, I probably say this every episode. You are really <laughs> good at pairing them, and I feel like I throw one out there, and it's like, yeah, that could work. But this one, <laughs> this one's this one's bussing. We've been... We've been We've had this one in the tank. We've been uh, for a little while edging our listeners <laughs> <laughs> of this thing they didn't know was ever going to happen. Yeah, but Fallout Boy, I mean, definitely got to be discussed on this podcast at some point. Totally. And have we done a Brendan Fraser movie before? No, I don't believe we wow, have. Wow, that's also kind of a shocker. Oh, <laughs> Mike just threw up the the sufi. You got to throw up the shocker <laughs> once in a while. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out of the way. We usually do this at the break, but. Thank you to uh, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations for sponsoring the episode, L- xlvacx.com. Thank you, Chris Reject and the gang. And, uh, of course, thank you to Cinepunks, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.com for being the best damn podcast network around. Um, so, yeah, thank you to LVAC and Cinepunks. Didn't uh, Liam come to one of your gigs? Oh, Liam came to the show in Milwaukee. That's so cool. it was cool. so good to see him. That's awesome. It was great. He made the drive. He rocked. Big Laugh opened that show. Have you ever heard of Big Laugh? No. They they're good? like I think they're from Chicago. They're like pretty young. Um, but I think they're playing Sound and Fury this year. So if you're in California, go see Big Laugh. They rock. Really cool. Hell yeah. They, they were they were so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh what else have you been listening to? <clears throat> um at this point it's not really new, but the super chunk record Wild Loneliness that came out a month or two ago. Really, really good. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that one with the goat on the cover. It's got a goat on the cover. That's a good ass record. Poking actually. his head out of like a, yeah. a a toy, like a, a playhouse. I'm a so <laughs> Zia and I send each other a lot of cute animal Instagram uh-huh. reels. Yeah, big on baby goats. So yeah, this I, record cover definitely appealed to me. <laughs> baby goats early um. Early YouTube days, there was a, a YouTube video called uh, "Goats Yelling Like Humans." Oh, that's a classic, iconic right vid. Iconic, iconic vid. vid. <laughs> um, Superchunk was just on tour, and I think uh, John Worcester got COVID, so I think they had to drop off. And I think Mike Kroll's band was with them, and I think one of them got COVID. So I think the whole damn. tour kind of fell apart. But well, I, I kind of forgot about Mike Kroll. Damn, how could you? <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't put anything out in a while. He posts. Um, do you follow him on Instagram? No. That could be why. He, he well, he posts uh, every Friday, I believe it is. He posts like a couple of different seven inches or singles, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a it's cool al- shit from always, his collection. Always good stuff. Oh yeah. hell yeah! I have to throw uh, um, follow. I don't believe he's on the East Coast run, but in June I might go see Super Chunk at Union Transfer in Philly. So if you want to come, Ooh, la la. you've got the invite. That's a good gig. That's a great gig. Um, I saw them last. Well, one of the last couple times they played UT, it was good. I've never seen. They were gonna play. A lot of like mid forty year old dudes. Oh uh, yeah, my my people. <laughs> I'm an old soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're gonna pl- they were gonna play uh, World Cafe Live, and it might have been COVID. I, I'm not sure what happened, oh, but okay. I didn't see them then. I've never seen them, so I'm very stoked. You're you're in for a treat. Um, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't mention Swami John Rice, but he's in a new <laughs> band called they're called Plosives, uh, all caps. Oh, and he's in that band. Yeah, and it's I haven't uh, seen them yet. it's Adam Willard plays drums, and uh, I think there's members of like another band. But you know, they, I listened to the Swami solo, didn't love it. The new one? Yeah. Oh, I do. I like uh, 
There's a track called like I Hate the Neighbors in the Yellow House or something. Yeah. That one's really good. Maybe I get yeah. I don't know if I've finished it. To well be try honest. try out plosives. It's it's cool. Um Yeah, it's cool. Any <laughs> Is he any, our new Dan Ozzy? We bring him up all the time. <laughs> we're gonna get both of them on the pod before we're done. I promise you that. <laughs> um but yeah, anytime I hear his guitar style, I'm like, I just want to hear Rick Froberg sing. I want to hear Hot Snakes vocals. Mm-hmm, totally. Um and lastly, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the on here yet, but that, that band Kulo from Chicago. Oh, I'm, we love them. You I don't them? know if we yeah. brought them up before I, either. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if we've mentioned them on the pod, but that record, My Life Sucks and I Could Care Less, is great, incredible. So good. I it forgot came, about them. Yeah, it came out right around the time of that Nightbirds um, Born to Die in Suburbia record. Yeah. And I have like distinct memories of listening to them on the bus. They were they were kind of in the, uh, before chain punk was chain punk yeah. camp. They were back in the <laughs> glove punk era, glove? Is what, what I like to call it. That's good. Like gag. Beret and, like punk. Early gag. Beret <laughs> punk is yeah. another way to describe it. Like early gag and paler yeah. stuff like that. Pre Proto chain punk, we'll yeah. call it. <laughs> and before, uh, before the egg punk versus chain punk conversation, yeah. you know? I have an egg punk playlist and a chain punk playlist. <laughs> I would love if you would share them with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it for me. You've been listening to anything good? Um, let's see. Uh, well, one thing I listened to that was not very good, kind of on the vein of 40-year-old guy music, uh, I listened to On the Way Here. I sampled out the new Spiritualized record. Because oh, cool. I think it's like a band I'm supposed to like in a way because <laughs> I like indies, old indie rock and stuff. Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> I feel that way with like swans too. I'm like, I should have at least a little awareness of this. Well, yeah, totally. Um, but I it's had not like that... a brief swans phase, but I never yeah. fucking listen to them anymore. But but spiritualized, it's spiritualized, kind of like. Um, damn, I just kind of had it on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry. They're a little bit post rocky, a little bit indie rocky. They kind of remind me of. Uh, Fuck, I don't know. Who cares? Um, either way, <laughs> oh, Flaming that. Lips in a way, like oh. early Flaming Lips. Okay. Uh, but maybe a little bit more ex- proggy. You, you kind of won me over with the Flaming Lips thing. I, I never listened to that band until recently. And check they're it out, they're I pretty guess. cool. I don't know. I guess. I don't um, know. I don't care. I, I checked out this guy, Charlie Crockett. He is a country guy. He's like a new country guy, but he has like six or seven fucking records. Damn. Um, He's really good. He sounds prolific. Um, he's got some cool music videos of him just like walking around like a dusty old town and shit um I'm I, I found him through like related artists of like orville pack but it's oh, definitely less like performancey like this dude seems like legit like i mean i'm not that orville peck's not legit but like this dude's just like i'm a fucking cowboy dude is he hot or, he's like or not he's pretty fucking handsome i think i think he's like a traditionally handsome man but i do feel like some of these photos like that one is really not flattering well, uh, yeah. he's got like um, the photos kind of make it seem a little put on. Yeah, but this dude feels pretty legitimate to me. Uh, he has like a very cool classic like voice, like a John Priney kind of voice, yeah. or something like that. That sounds like. Um, but and then other than that, uh, we mentioned it last time. Man, those new K people songs are good. Oh hell yeah! Um, in the same kind of vein, have you listened to Lippy yet? Oh. I have not, but I saw Liz. Do you know about it? I saw Liz two weeks and one day ago at the First Unitarian Church, uh-huh. and she was talking about recording those songs with Matt up at the bunk, and she was saying how fun it was. It's been cool. It's I like haven't listened yet, three but I can't songs wait. or so. It's on Bandcamp. Sick. I think I just found it from maybe Big Nothing shared it or something like that, but because cool. like Pat plays on it too, and some other people, like very Philly supergroup yeah. kind of thing, and I think other Pat. From um, he used to play in Spirit of the Beehive and Kite Party and oh, all okay. those bands. I think he played drums on it actually. Oh, cool. Maybe um, I mean yeah, I, could, I could be wrong. It's awesome. Uh, I feel it's like on Bandcamp. It's just an EP. It's 
tight. I hope they do more. Yeah. If you're hearing this, please do more. I hear. I feel like there's a different group of friends that are all the same people, just recording for a different band totally. of the bunk every week, and I love like that. you sing now or something. <laughs> um, and then on the way here, I was listening to my obligatory like metal album of the week. I'll plug on the podcast. Uh, the band Pharmacist. The they have a new EP, but it's kind of like full length length in a way because it's okay. like a lot of songs. Are they it, long or what? Uh, they're like normal length. Uh, normal it's called Flourishing length. Extremities of Unspoiled Mental Grounds. <laughs> what the, dude, your metal shit is a, Say always, that always crazy. A few times. Flourishing mentality of nope. plural. Uh, anyway, it rips. And then Can in the same that? vein, I was talking to my buddy Larry recently, and he turned me on to this band called Turia, I want to say. Let me look it up real quick. He turned me on this, yeah, this uh, black metal band from the Netherlands called Turia. Toria. They're fucking cool. <laughs> Turia. Turia was started in the winter of 2014. The band aims to evoke gripping black metal stripped to its bare necessities. Utilizing a minimal setup of drums and guitar, they bring a life of mirage, uh, bring to life a mirage of sound while anguish screams drag the listener into a vastness of desolation. How cool is this photo? For bookings, email pierre at deadpig.com <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah so they sick. photos fucking cool they're so sick yeah, yeah. they look awesome they that seem like on one knee playing a fucking trumpet they're holding up like a scythe and ringing a bell and yeah, holding dude, a, a that band rips they're holding skulls of animals check this out Turia. Cool. check out their split with this band called uh fluisterars also dude. another like dutch black metal band i believe but oh they're fucking cool damn you're you're in on the metal shit dude i'm Bandcamp has opened a whole new fucking world for me. Yeah. This is like, if you look at my Bandcamp page, it's bandcamp.com slash Joey. Somehow I secured. You got Joey? I got Joey. Damn. Because I was like on the ground floor of the usernames on there. Everything in my library there is fucking crazy metal. It's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. Because uh, that's like the only place you can find most of this shit. Yeah. But, uh, Damn. Oh, yeah. The polar opposite we've been listening to Take This to Your Grave by Fall Out Boy. <sighs> Did I ask you what you've been listening to? You did. Oh, we're okay. good. I'm kind of losing it. That's okay. Uh, it wasn't anything to write home about, maybe. Oh, Swami. It's all about John Rice. Fall Out Boy started in 2001. Um, just started off. Is Fall Out Boy emo? Fall Out Boy is not an emo band. Emo, pop, punk, now pop. Uh, I was maybe going to walk away if you said hardcore. <laughs> Every band. <laughs> They are punk and hardcore <laughs> every <laughs> single time. Um, There's this band is fucking emo. Yeah. Well, okay. They're not the emo that we love. Exactly. But they're emo. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my first notes are just Pete Wentz's penis. That was a, that was like a moment. Oh, that was a thing. That was a moment. I forgot about that. Yeah. The drummer, I believe, is straight edge vegan. Oh yeah. He's. Uh, I got a couple band member things. Um, Andy Hurley. Andy Hurley. Yes. He played on he played in Vegan Reich, but only on their last EP. He played in a band called Arma and Jealous. He played in Enabler, which is sort of a new ish band. He played in Sect, which is a very newer band with members of Left for Death, Earth Crisis, and Catharsis. Fuck. He played in a band called Focus Minds, who I'm pretty sure I've seen before. This guy needs to go to rehab for playing in um, bands. He seems to be cool. Yeah. Um, I think I've had friends that have stayed at his house, aka the Fallout Boy Mansion, before <laughs> okay. on tour. Um, but he seems down to earth. Yeah, I feel like uh, I wonder about Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump. Yeah, I wrote. I only know about his hat. 
dude fuck his stupid hat <laughs> um i wrote lots of guest spots i'm not gonna list like cobra starship mm. he had a soul solo album in 09 called soul punk which already makes me not want to listen to it <laughs> and he has a ton of producer credits but okay he's, uh, that number checks out he's a scarf like pork yeah. pie hat guy he's got that like yeah he's got yeah he's got too many hats <laughs> i wrote guitarist don't care don't even know his name oh i um, said i said other guitarist looks like he he could be in the lonely island <laughs> Don't know, don't care. P. Wentz, obviously, penis moment. Um, he was married to Ashley Simpson. Was he really? Yeah. Uh, huh. he was I saw a photo recently. He's boys. I think I sent it to you. He's boys with uh, Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Survivor. They're playing tennis together. I was like, funny link up. But Dude, I, I did some deep dive. They have the same tennis coach. Okay. There's like a Hollywood tennis coach. No way. Yeah. What yeah. an annoying Because I was sense. like, what the fuck is the connection here? And I was like looking through tag photos, looking at people who were tagged in the photo, looking at the comments. Hollywood they this, tennis they coach. They have the same coach. That yeah. guy probably makes a billion dollars a day. Without a fucking doubt. Um, and then he was in like bands that people pretend are cool, like Race Trader and some band called Extinction. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents met in 1970 campaigning for Joe Biden. When Joe Biden Wait, was campaigning for Senate, this Senate. Is, this is Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's. His I'm, I hope his parents are still alive for the Biden administration because. Yeah. I would love to hear their defense of it, but it's fine. <laughs> they did this. Uh, you know, thanks, guys. Uh, this record was recorded at Smart Studios and Gravity Studios. It was mastered by Dominic. I think his last name is Miata. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) it was produced and uh, maybe not produced but at least like engineered by sean o'keefe who did hawthorne heights plain white tees punchline less than jake spitalfield he's also he's also noted for his collection of as seen on tv items who the The producer uh sean o'keefe yeah weird what a funny detail I wonder if he knows there's like whole stores dedicated to as seen on TV bullshit. <laughs> you just go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> like the Rehoboth outlet. Yeah. Uh, what's your like kind of hit personal history with them? This band. Okay. So this, ba- this, when this album came out, I remember being like, Oh, some of these, I, I know, I would say I know half of the songs in this album. I, I've yeah. never really had a fallout boy phase or anything. Neither, yeah. Um, I know the next record was like gigantic from under the cork tree. Next one was big. Cause that was like dance, dance and shit. Right? Dance, dance. And, uh, uh, the other one, Sugar, we're going down swinging. Oh, I forgot about that. That's yeah. the, I feel like those. That's, that's like the big one. Their big one. But yeah. this is like if they just put this out, I feel like they'd still be remembered as like a like a saves the day or something. Like you a know, le- in a more legitimate, like to like true fans, but like yeah, yeah. not like radio shit for yeah. sure. And and like listening back to the album, there are some really cool songs. There's definitely some filler, but it's like they wouldn't have blown up to be the biggest band in the world. They'd be no. remembered. They'd be remembered well. But um, yeah, like. I, I don't know. I, so, I heard their songs in high school and was like, oh, these are fine. To like your point, I think by 2003, I was like, this band isn't fucking punk, so I'm never going to listen to them. <laughs> I used to think they sucked for like the longest time. Then a few years ago, I was like, actually, this album is pretty good. The one we're talking about. Yeah. And then I think after listening to this, I might think they suck again. <laughs> <laughs> I like I wouldn't say I made a 180 like this band rocks, but I was like, OK, this they're legitimized a little bit with this album. Yeah, yeah. The future stuff is so pandering, maybe is the word, where yeah. it's like they're clearly doing something. They they clearly know what works. It feels very uninspired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, whatever fucking makes money. Yeah. And like, we'll kind of try to do our thing, but like enough to f- trick you. I will say it's pretty cohesive. Like they definitely yeah. did the damn thing. Like the artwork, I think the album art's sick. 
You know uh, what I'm talking about? Just like the blue and black. Yeah, but but photo it has of them. it has the band members like names listed under the album. Oh, title, I do like that. That's which some is very like, weird. That's some like old school, like jazzy. Shit. Yeah, shit like a jazz yeah. record cover. You're right. Did you see the which um, f- feels into like soul punk by Patrick Stump? And they're in Chicago. Like, I, okay, yeah. they're trying for something. But have you seen the original artwork here? Like they had like a rejected one where it's oh, like very through the, being cool. Yeah, I was looking at the discogs, and we'll have to post this because what's it's going like, on in this? Describe it's, it. It's a guy. Who, yeah, we probably because I can barely see it. From it's here. a visual medium. Um, <laughs> podcasting. It's like I think it's maybe Pete Wentz on the album cover, or maybe not. Like laying in a bed. It's a guy laying down on like a, I would say like a dorm bed or a high school bed with a lot of like memorabilia action figures, memorabilia. There's a Who record in the back, but it's like very much like a guy who. One night stand or like drunken yeah, night, like face yeah. down, party like too hard out. or something. Yeah. yeah, which I think that might fit the record better, to be honest. Uh, backpacking off that a little bit. Uh, if you, this might be a thing I do from here on out. If you own an original press for this record, um, it's gonna. Or if you're looking for an original press of this record, uh, probably to put it better, it's gonna set you back about six hundred or eight hundred bucks or so for like. 600 for original press, 800 for like a test press. So That's crazy. Um if you're in the market, that's the rate right now. Damn. Now now that it's been on the podcast it might go up. But of course, yeah. of course. Is this band our generation's Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a thing people say? I don't think, but as I was listening I was like damn, everybody knows these songs. Like everybody. I mean they yeah, might, fuck might, it. This is our generation's Beatles. <laughs> in 30 years, people are just like it. walking down the street singing like, When I wake up, <laughs> where <laughs> is your boy tonight? Yo, okay. They play that song in Sex Drive. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't. There's a cameo of Fall Out Boy in it, and they play Where's Your Boy Tonight like a... Coo- like, it's not called Where's Your Boy Tonight. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Grand Theft Autumn, right? Objectively. Slash some bull- Objectively other bull- worst bullshit. title. I think it might be called Grand Theft Autumn... Where's your boy tonight? Well, yeah, where's your boy? No. <laughs> That's fine. It doesn't matter. But you know in movies how they just like, when they a band's playing live, they just like add reverb to it and make it sound like, oh, no, it's live. Yeah. I think they actually recorded live versions for that movie, cool. if I had to guess. You want to play it? Yeah. You know what I do? Let's play Where's Your Boy slash Grand Theft Autumn. <laughs> yeah. That's, I hate they parents. have dumbass song titles on this, I will say. Where is your boy tonight? I hope he is a gentleman. Pretty iconic Maybe opening. It kind of is. Of it's like a song that like you don't think you've heard, but you've heard. Yeah. I will say this is one of their better tracks, despite it's, being the hit. It's pretty good. Oh, You'll like this. In the music video, the drummer is wearing a Sense by Man shirt. No fucking way. Yeah. You're kidding me. Dude, I shit you not. You know uh, I love Sense by Man. I know you do. <laughs> I wrote, Stump has always had questionable taste in hats. Uh, they're playing outside of like a cabin in the snow. Uh, I watched a live video. Oh, they have a, some crazy shit. Maybe I'll post it in the live video if I can find it again. Okay. It's of a more recent show, but I want to say within the last 10 years. Yeah. They have this stage set up where uh, there's conveyor belts. Like, so Pat Stump is in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then there's a conveyor belt on each side of him. It's like an sort okay of like, go video. So, yeah, totally. Sort of like in front of him. And there's a gap in between. But Pete Wentz and the guitar player... They are p- both playing wireless, and they just get on the conveyor belts and like 
slowly move back and forth is and it, feed into the middle and then they swap sides and then they walk around and they get on the conveyor belts again and then feed back to the middle and then switch sides again like i'm sorry fi- almost this, like a figure eight it's like a live show like the hella megator or something yeah like they're i don't know what the, the, fuck the weezer playing, weezer fallout boy uh it was green bef- day tour? i think it's before that okay but like i said it's that within sucks. the last 10 years but yeah and uh, I want to say Pete Wentz has like a fucking cast on his foot or something like that. <laughs> he's wearing like a boot. Yeah, he's wearing like a crazy cast boot. That's wild. Um, but he has like the ultimate longer scene, slightly longer scene hair. But yeah, that was just like a weird thing about yeah, that. That is and super weird. Pat is dressed like he's in a fucking old timey photo or oh some my shit. God. He's one of those like uh, beard oil mustache gentleman guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's weird. Where is your <laughs> Where is your gentleman? <laughs> they um they definitely like front load this heavy because I feel like the first five tracks I've heard before for sure. But like the other videos are for Dead on Arrival and Saturday. Dead on Arrival um has that line, This is side one, flip me over. I know I'm not your favorite record. So high school. Like that's such a <laughs> that's such a line for like children. <laughs> uh I think I wrote something about that. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was just thinking it. But yeah. this is kind of like the ultimate band of like um, people mo- that played in one band when they were in high school and then got a tattoo of an old microphone. <laughs> oh, dude. That's, yep. <laughs> that's like a very specific person. But it makes sense. But everyone listening to this podcast knows a person yeah, like that. Yeah, you guys get it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, and even the video for this song proves that. The video is like tour footage and like live footage shot on like a handy cam. You're talking like about Dead on Arrival? Yeah, Dead they're playing Arrival, like a yeah. VFW or something. Yep, something like that. Uh, yeah. And then it's like obligatory tour footage, maps, driving yeah. around. There was a guy stage diving in a thong. That's uh, cool. Pete Wentz was wearing a Bane shirt in that video. Was it the Give Blood shirt? I think it was just a classic, just Bane. Just B A N E, like gar- varsity font. Yeah. They also had a video for Saturday <clears throat> where it's like a guy who's like working at a desk job and there's like weird clock and map footage. And then they do like the Fight Club thing where it like intersperses a shot of like a ghost looking guy. Oh, yeah. I watched that one too. I don't like that song. And then they just keep throwing playing cards at the camera. Oh, you know, I don't like that song. The screaming part in that song. Let's play it. Let's play it. I don't know where the screaming part is, but yeah, that song is not good. I was reading something where someone made a big deal about like Pete Wentz only screams in like two or three Fall Out Boy songs ever, and two of them are on this album. Some dork. Yeah. I'm rolling my fucking eyes right now. (laughs) It's so hard. You're doing like the Undertaker eyes rolling back in your head. <laughs> um, yeah, Fall Out Boy is not my favorite band, but I mean, it's a pretty iconic album. I don't think they'd ever be as big if they just put this one out. We might have already said that. But. You did, but would this band survive without like fucking pop culture references? Like their goddamn name is a Simpsons reference. Right. The first track is uh, Tell That Mickey Just Made the List of Things to Do Today is from Rushmore. Yeah. Um, and I saw that, like, so Patrick Stump would, like, write the lyrics, and then Pete Wentz would critique them and, like, pick them apart and then throw in his stuff. So I'd be curious to see, like, which one of them is the one really laying it on the stick. Like, yeah. Like, when you're making a PB&J and you, like, slather on the peanut butter too much, and you're like, that's I'm too thinking much. probably Pete Wentz, because he, to me, seems a little bit more plugged in mm-hmm. to, like, what's going on in the world than, like, Mr. Old Timey Photo. Yeah, right. <laughs> the lyrics used to be about, like, going to the saloon. <laughs> there is a part where in uh tell that make he just made my list uh he also i the dumb song title probably one of the better songs on the album as well but he does 
he has this knack for stretching one or two syllable words into like five or six syllables. Like he says like throw or some shit. And then um, in reinventing the wheel to run myself over later in the album, I actually really like that song. Um, kind of starts off a little bit more punk, but kid dynamite intro. We're going to, we're going to say it. totally, kid totally kid dynamite intro. Maybe that's why I like it so that's much. That's just our go-to response. But he has the part where he's like, the well, I can't do it by myself. When he says like, mm. "Can't do it by myself," oh. it's like six fucking syllables. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for reinventing the wheel to run myself over, it's like in the same spot on the album as "Do You Know What I Love the Most" and "Saves the Days Through Being Cool," mm. where they throw in that last like before last the last ditch second, effort, that last like fucking, fast, <laughs> yeah, last punk song, yeah, and uh, it just seemed pretty apparent. I feel like this album is a pretty apparent. Uh, trying to make parallels to like through being cool i don't know if you agree but i i would agree like um, th- like that album became pretty big immediately and was all pretty iconic so this is like four years five years later they're trying yeah, to kind of like recreate that, it a little bit that maybe wave a little bit i just i think they kind of knew they had a hit on their hands with this album too so like it definitely hit pretty hard for like the high school crowd i don't know i don't know i, I wonder how people that weren't high schoolers like actually re- received it you know yeah I think that, well, I was definitely in high school when this came out. I was in 11th grade, but somehow mm-hmm. I felt, I didn't have friends that listened to this. So I kind of didn't find out about this band until maybe like, oh, five, oh, six. Yeah. And um, by then I was kind of too old for this. And I was too old for it by then. I was in like ninth right, grade when it totally, came out. Because like, I was listening to like, I don't know, when I was in, in 2003, I was listening to fucking At The Drive-In. So <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah. know. I was but, already on a cool And like shit. Thursday and shit. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I was like, this shit's fucking soft. Um, for years, I thought, this is more of a Fallout Boy factoid than a this specific album thing. So there's that big controversy where they, they've they been known to steal lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was big amongst like hardcore that they stole lyrics from American Nightmare and that they stole lyrics from Knives Out. Um, oh, I didn't know about them belligerently like st- like blatantly stealing lyrics so that's kind of what i always thought it was and i was like okay now i have this opportunity to look into this so i dug a little bit deeper so um turns out wes Eyeshold from american nightmare mm-hmm. uh cold cave whatever some girls all that tony Hawk's um, friend what was the other one exoskeletons he was in that too Good uh name. and he actually helped them write some songs Okay. I don't know if it was this album or Cork Tree or whatever, but maybe even later than that. So he helped them write some songs, gave them kind of lyrics, mm-hmm. and then did not receive a writing credit. So Got then it. he took them to court despite being kind of like buds with them. Oh, in order Just, to get three write cre- writing credits, I I mean hey. I would assume to be able to get paid from it because what I what I always thought happened this is a story I always knew which yeah. was Wes Eisholds sued Ameri- uh, sued Fall Out Boy for stealing blatantly right. stealing the lyrics and, that's and like, then he that he bought property in Philadelphia with the money to rent out and that's how he became like rich interesting <laughs> that's so like, that's like the clickbaity headline yeah of, of totally what actually happened you click yeah. into the article it's like well no he wrote the song he deserves writing credit. he like, like had something to do with the songwriting process yeah, yeah. um i th- that's interesting i saw i was trying to like read the wikipedia a bit which is funny that that's the source for like actual information at this yeah. point but um, they got a $40,000 investment from Island Records to create the album, but they lived hard for those months and like were sleeping on floors and like oh, shit. barely making any money. So they made the record for 18000 So they basically all got like paid a little bit. I mean, it's 
twenty thousand divided by four people is five thousand bucks. But like, sure, that goes Keeps a long way. For a while. Exactly yeah. right, and especially were, with like young folks. Totally, yeah. And they were like eating PB and Js and shit. Like they were like not, yeah, not glamorous for at least another year or two. But um, and now they're this generation's Beatles, <laughs> right? In so many words, right? <laughs> but I also read like. They were also a band that would just play any show. Like they, I, I, there were yeah. stories of them playing like malls. They played like a record release at Hollister and Schaumburg or something like that. Weird. So they were just literally trying to play as many shows as possible. So I can, I can respect them a little more knowing certain things about them now. Whereas at the time I was like, these are like the pretty boys just going out. And like I saw them play Warp Tour in two thousand four after this came out, mm-hmm. and they were horrible. No it was shit. Like, it was really. all for show, and I just remember being like, I don't, I don't get this band. That's kind like, of like the tipping point of. Yeah. Warp tour as well. I feel totally, like. totally. Yeah. Um, former guests of the podcast, Max Davis, and close personal friend of mine. Uh, Hello, Max. Once owned, and I don't know if he still has it. Uh, a cool Fallout Boy local crew T-shirt. <laughs> That's sick. I want to say it was Fallout Boy. Maybe it was My Chemical Romance, but I think it was Fallout Boy. <laughs> Same band. <laughs> uh, and it seemed kind of like a, oh, wait. a cool, like literal, like crew shirt i don't know if they sold it or if it was just like made for friends or what yeah but he came across one somehow and had it and max if you're listening might not might be the time to we're giving it the old wine and cheese bump we're giving fallout boy the wine and cheese bump they're about to hit so it you big. might want to flip this piece yeah. of merch but if it's not he was on the my chemical romance episode right with he was he did yeah, black right. i yeah, wonder yeah, if it's yeah. my chem my chemical no i romance. think it was fallout boy that's the shirt cool. well, at least but yeah. um yeah max you might want to flip that, that piece if you still got it <laughs> Um, we even played a song in a little bit. Any any songs you'd like to hear? Uh, should we or, do the, Should we do tell that mix? So we could hear them chant his teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's, sure. That's the funniest gang vocal part I've ever heard. Yourself, yeah, Classic like snare breakdown with like just vocals. This is very like the breaking hearts has never looked so cool. Very like AIM lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Away message lyrics. Yeah, exactly. Um, we actually might get sued if we play too much of their songs. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a really <laughs> good point. Uh, if, at, le- at least if we do, we need to talk over them a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that apparent. Uh, <laughs> I read that they recorded a demo with um, the drummer of Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. Oh, just that's I like, like that. a hard-ass band people liked, I <laughs> yeah, think. I, like I, never, I never really got into them. It, no? No. I thought they were cool. They had a song about Laura Palmer. Uh, I think it was called Laura Palmer. Cool. Um, Yeah. So the pros and cons of breathing. I'm gonna put that one on too. Um, I liked. I kind of like that one. It's got like a lot of palm muting in the intro, but then they do a like they do one of the stretch out things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, you had me for a second and you lost me. I think in general they like kind of don't know how to end a song. Yeah. On this album, like all the songs go feel a little too long, even if they're not. Because they kind of just like meander by the end. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. they've, they've got the classic like verse, pre chorus, chorus. Like we got a chorus, chorus, bridge, yeah. and then they're like, how do we end it? Just do another chorus and end it, dude. Just yeah. fucking fade it out. I don't care. But then they just like, care. let's throw in a part that like makes no sense yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's up with this band. They're, they're like. It's like a step away from me being able to like it, you know? Yeah, I get that. Um, 
I don't know if you want to try to track this down or if you <laughs> had it already, but I did write the chorus of the last song sounds a lot like uh, Cute Without the E. Okay, let's try it. Taking Back Sunday. Um, I'm not entirely sure where the chorus comes in. It's coming up. I would guess it's going to come up in a couple seconds. By the time you... Well, let's keep talking over it so we don't get sued. Doesn't yeah. this kind of sound like that song? It really does. Yeah. And it's super... This one in particular, it sounds like it's it's like pitch corrected a lot. Yeah. Every song has that a little bit, but this one I remember being like, oof. Yeah, that's that is, like... That's a good call, though. That's It does sound... Like and it. I'm kind of shocked. If we hadn't done that record for the podcast previously, yeah. I'm like shocked that that came to me so easily. I'm like, where have I heard this before? And it clicked with me immediately. Um, yeah. The only other... I don't know, that's a weird track for an outro, too, I feel like. It's a little too fast. It, well, it's not too fast. It's just like it doesn't have the the, grandi- the big grandiose. Yeah, <laughs> the grandiose. Right. So, so one that I thought did have that was "Calm Before the Storm." Let me check it out. There's like a a big ass outro. That would be a cool ender, maybe. Okay. Uh, this part sucks. Hang on. Like, this has an end of a show feel or something, you know? Like Oh, it's like a big epic ending. Yeah. It's like fucking epic bacon, dude. It's epic bacon. It's the Chive would love this song, dude. <laughs> um, dude, the Chive loves Fall Out Boy. <laughs> they have a line on here where it's like hanging on and well hung, like where they think they're clever, but it's just, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a couple dudes sang backup vocals. I guess Jeff Warren played on a track, or did some gang vocals, and then the guy from Motion City Soundtrack did track uh, vocals on... Chicago so two years ago I had that note as well okay um sorry I'm getting kind of distracted because I'm doing a little bit of last FM comment browsing oh see if you can find anything good I'll keep I'll keep talking a little bit um I saw a Panic at the Disco slash Fallout Boy vanity plate the other day when we were driving. Ooh, and it was what did it say? P A T D dash F O B. I thought that was Damn. so lame. Um, this band was off of Fueled by Ramen Records. I think this was yeah. their first release with Fueled by Ramen, and this was like way in the early days of that record label starting. Yeah, um, I remember that band Punchline put them on was, the map. Yeah, I mean for sure, um, that band Punchline was on here. I think. Um, All Time Low might have had some records on there. Okay. Uh, Days Away, Recover, Autopilot Off. That band Forgive Durden did something on here. I don't know them. Is they that were, like a f- Fight Club reference probably? Oh, I never put that together, but you're right. That <laughs> has to be what it is. Um, apparently Big Wig had a record on here. I had no idea. Interesting. Probably a late era one for yeah. them. Yeah. And this was very much the days where I was posting on Absolute Punk, which was funny because I feel like there was... The classic, like we bring up like early 2000s message boards a lot, but there was like yeah. the classic, like these guys are beat, like these guys are like, yeah, you know, like, just like shit talking a band for no reason or like backing a band for no reason and people yeah. arguing online. It was just like petty, very divisive. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if there are any other songs we haven't discussed yet. Um, Not a lot of good um, uh, last FN comments. Honestly, there was one that kind of stuck out. Let me see if I can find it again. Evening Out is on Spotify now. Back when they were a hardcore state skate punk band that you could drink and <laughs> use drugs to. Hardcore skate band. That was in November 2021. Someone wrote no. that. No. Uh, the most recent comment is, and this is not my words. This is Kai Guy is Fly Fly words. Oh no. Uh, I'm in love with this gay little band. Uh, that was from February 15th of this year. <laughs> they are a gay little band. Dude. Uh, someone said oh. fall, sh- fall shit boy. Oh, that's good. March 18th. Thanks. Skef- 
underscore awesome. That was that was a good joke. False shit boy. Someone named Ketamine Powder just said meow 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 meow. <laughs> oh my god, you're in a gold mine right now. Uh, this did make me realize that I guess Fallout Boy recently came out with NFTs, oh, which no. is so fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean. Artists releasing NFTs is embarrassing. Bands releasing NFTs is even like worse. even crazier. Yeah. I can't get over Fallout for a false shit boy. That's Here's really a good funny. one. Why did Pete have to write three albums about a 15 year old girl and make them their best album? Sad face. Hmm. Said Chicken Mongler. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, man. Um, how would you how would you rate this record? Uh, what did I give it? Let's see. Oh, I didn't rate it. Um, out of five, let's say I don't like a two. Yeah, I, I'd even bump it a little more to like a two and a half. I just like some of the good songs. Yeah, the like, good ones are honestly, good. Honestly, reinventing blah 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 the wheel. Uh, pretty good. It's just so hard to separate the cultural moment of Fall Out Boy having lived through it to just being able to listen to the record and be like. Is it like it's so hard to judge it on its merit because it's I don't know there's a lot wrapped up. It's in hard it. to detach it from the fandom, yeah, for sure. Of like really the scene stir people younger than us that we didn't like, yeah, you know, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's uh let's rock um let's rock a track. Let's rock a track. Oh, hold on, real quick. Uh, January twenty twenty one. I will take no Fallout Boy slander on this shout box. Thank you very much. First comment, some guy named Tom from MySpace with the icon of Tom said, you seem like the kind of gal that eats a lot of Impossible Whoppers because they're actually way better than the original Whopper from Burger King. Is that supposed to be like an insult? I guess. That's really Tom. But like kind of caved at the end of it. And then someone else, this is the last one I'll say, by user, no one cares 21, uh, just said white people music. And I couldn't agree more. And we're back. We're back. And we don't have a ad here because we did it early. We already plugged it. I figured for once <laughs> we should put it up front. So yeah, like, it's cool. It worked people, out well. If people don't listen to like the movie portion, because we, you know, admittedly, I think we're we're better with music than movies. Uh, we probably are a little. We do a little bit more research on the music, or <laughs> yeah. or at least have a better base knowledge. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I figured if people don't want to stick around for the movies, at least now they know that you they should check out it. LVAC and Cinepunks. Yeah, they're like, damn, these guys have never talked about this before because I only listen to the first half of the podcast. Right. Well, got news for you. You're a chump. If you're if you're one of those people, it's only like an hour long, guys. What else you got? Yeah. To what do? else are you doing? You want to play a game? Let's play. Do you want to play a game? I would love to. Tiny right. clown from Saw. Sick. And it's probably been a while since we shouted out Bad Dudes of Southern California, the band that does the song. And doesn't know that we're using the song. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's cool though, right? It's if we, great. If we shout him out, it's it's parody law. You would think that we wrote it or something. Yeah. We did not, but we, you would think that we did. We didn't. Um, How many got? I have a couple. I've got like four or five. Oh wow! Please uh, go first. Okay, loosen the knot and let me go. So I only have two now. After that, but it's that from, is from, from the mummy. <laughs> it's from the mummy. Okay. Uh, well, let me do another one then. They ripped out your guts and they stuffed them in jars. Ooh, that's good. Um, I'm going to say the album. That's from the mummy. Whoa. It's about okay. like um, embalming. I feel like you're trying to swerve me there. I was trying to swerve you. Yeah. That's that's like about embalming them that, where they were like, you pull their brains out through their nose. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's uh, disgusting. So since you already have one of mine, um, my hands are tied to pages inked to bring you back. That has to be Fallout Boy. It is. That's okay. a tough one though, right? That is it's tough. Homesick at Space Camp. That's good. Yeah. I have another one from oh <laughs> I have another one from Homesick at Space Camp. Do you want to try and guess what it is? <laughs> Go for well, it. Well, I'm gonna delete that one. Was it the same thing? No, it was somehow you somehow it was like you were the first to listen to everything we said. I mean, you might have tricked me with that one because I don't remember the lyrics the rest of the lyrics of that song at all. Unfortunately I'm dumb and I blew it. That's okay. Uh how about a rivalry goes so deep? Ooh. That's got to be the movie, right? That's from Dead on Arrival. Yeah, I was like, ri- maybe there's no real rivalry in the movie, I guess. <laughs> there kind of is, but I don't know. Uh, I have one more. Okay. It is, Rick, a bunch of mummies start coming <laughs> out of the ground. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> uh, you know what? That's got to be from Grenade Jumper. <laughs> we didn't discuss it, but that's Grenade Jumper. How about... I'd chime in with, haven't you people ever ho- heard of closing the goddamn door? No. It's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. That's Panic at the Disco. Yeah, you got me there. That's good. I have another legitimate one. Okay, go for it. Okay. I've seen sinking ships go down with more grace than you. That's got to be Fall Out Boy. Yeah, it's from yeah. sending postcards from a plane crash, parentheses, wish you were here. If it's like something that's like, I, I saw, I witnessed the thing that did that you couldn't <laughs> do, is that's a fucking lyric. That's every title, actually, too. Yeah. I went to see Fall Out Boy, and all I got was this stupid tattoo on my neck. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, damn. All right. Fall Out Boy, they're our favorite band. They're the Beatles. They're uh, the fucking Beatles. What have you been watching, Joseph? Uh, Not a lot. Um. I've been watching the new season of Survivor, obviously. Uh, it, did Jake get, to get uh, did he get you to watch Australian Survivor yet? No, not yet. Okay. Well, you. I will, will say, will I am, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a little bit different. But I am in a Survivor pool with Jake and some people that still I don't, hanging in there that I don't know. I might have met I'm some of like, them in Boston. I'm in like second place out of like ten people. That's it. I was in first for a minute. Matt Bailey is first right. currently. By the, like I said, by the time this comes out, things might have changed. But he's fucking good at everything. <laughs> Now he's the. Only, I think he might be the only person that hasn't lost one of his three people yet. Are Dane and Sam in the group? Possibly. I don't know about Sam, but Dane's definitely in there. Okay. But I haven't talked to Dane yet. I feel like we hit off Dane. If you're listening, what's up? Yeah, Dane came. Dane came to the show in Boston, and it was so good to see him. He rocks. Oh he, hell yeah! He came down for a game night one time from Boston, and we played games till like four or five a.m. You'll be at the next one. Damn, you guys yeah. will be you hit guys will be up. fast friends. Um, I have other than that, I rewatched the replacements. Nice, dude. Fucking great movie. I just remember there was a kicker who little was like bit British of, or something. There's the, Yeah, it's the guy from Little Nicky. That oh, plays his, his shitty Adrian, brother. his brother, yeah. 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 So He's Irish, I guess, not great, English. Great movie. There are a couple issues. There's a little bit of racism. 
there's a part where he the kicker shows his dick to like three girls in a bar <laughs> and it's supposed to be like cool and funny it's not but otherwise great movie <laughs> if you uh, could set aside some some morals or something yeah i mean or just yeah i mean it was like what early 2000s not yeah. that excuse anything but obviously hey, very prevalent in movies it excuses fallout boy it excuses that <laughs> <laughs> true uh i on easter I rewatched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yo, great movie. That's one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in so long. It's kind of like one of those like I own a Goonies T-shirt kind of movies, but I own a Ferris Bueller shirt. Fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Ferris Bueller rules. I used to watch that movie every day that I would stay home from school and be like, "Damn, Ferris is having such a better time." No, dude, right? Matthew Broderick, coolest dude ever at the time. Hit and drive. Uh, I was hit, thinking hit and run murderer. Um, I don't want anybody to steal this idea, but. Zia had once had this idea of like doing a um, monologue show, like people perform monologues. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Cameron's in that, with, with like at the end with the car about the, oh. when it goes. I hate him and window. I hate this goddamn car. That'd be a good. That'd be a good one. Yeah, like if you do like a one minute comedy show and you just do his monologue. Yeah, just people yeah. come up and do whatever monologue he they keeps, want. I keep a list on my phone of ones that I would want to do. That's good. Yeah. Um, he keeps pushing me. Yeah. I never stand up for myself. I never do nothing. Uh, I'm almost finished with uh, Joe Paris season three because I'm really behind. Um, and you like it? Love it. Yeah. It's great. It's the uh, best. And then... Um, Praying for a season four. I've been really into watching Demolition Derbies on YouTube lately and figure eight races. I don't know what that is. So it's like the racetrack is in a shape of an eight. Are there crashes? There's crashes it because be. you know cars are going as fast as they can, but right. like some are not going as fast as others. They kind of meet in the middle sometimes. And then there's other ones where the figure eight races are like buses or RVs <laughs> or like pulling a small trailer <laughs> behind you with like a boat on it. <laughs> it's fucking wild. You're if on you're, your Delaware show with that. That's if you're crazy. looking for a good time, <laughs> search figure eight races on YouTube and I swear to God, you'll be fucking pleased. I'm going to bring up a tab of that right now. Actually, that's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. What about you? Um, I've As I've been known to do, I've got a couple. I saw that movie X, the Ty West movie. Oh, how was that? Have you seen it yet? No, no. no. It's good. Well, we love Ty. We love Ty. He's our, he's our guy. Yeah. He's from Delaware, We right? love Ty. He's we our love, guy. We love Ty. He's, he's from guy. Delaware. Yeah. He puts on for Philly. He puts on for Philly. We like him. You know, it's 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 good. I love, Um, I think Jenna Ortega is going to be sick. She was in Scream 2, the new Scream movie. I haven't seen that yet. And either. she's in this movie. She, um, I feel like it'll be a classic Scream, or classic Scream Queen shit, like where she's like in a couple horror movies and breaks out into some stuff. You think um, we'll get Ty West on the show? <laughs> um, I, I have, like how we always speculate who we could get. Yeah, we have, and no, then we just get like our friends. We have zero pull. Yeah, we have z- no pull. None. Um, I watched that movie, The Scary of Sixty First. Do you know about that movie? No idea. Okay, so I didn't know it at the time, but oh, this is so stupid. Do you know Dasha, Adam Friedland's ex girlfriend? <laughs> no, <laughs> from Come Town. <laughs> Why I would I know that? I feel like she's like she does her her podcast is called she Red, comes up. Red okay. Scare, and she's like a, she's like a figure in the Come Town world or whatever. But I didn't realize she was the one who had directed this film, and I started watching it because it was on Shutter, and I'd seen some reviews of it that were interesting, um, and I started watching it, and it's about like. The mur- it's about Jeffrey Epstein. The whole movie's about like Epstein, okay. and it's just, I, unfortunately it's not very good. It's like, like super obviously liberal about pose. him or like yeah okay. The whole movie is like oh shit, we moved into Jeffrey Epstein's apartment after he died. Oh, and so oh, like so weird it's pretty recent. and it's super like irony poison shit. It's just like it's it's wild. It's it's not worth checking okay. out. But it is, if you do want to check it out, it's interesting and it's on uh, Shutter. Okay. Um, I watched that show Yellow Jackets. 
Oh, that's just apparently it pretty good. Kicked ass, and the soundtrack is done by Craig Wedron, who does like David Wayne movies and stuff. Um, so that was cool. And then I watched that show Oz, the first HBO show ever, the prison show. Was that the first HBO show? <laughs> I think so. Wow. It's like crazy soap opera shit. Um, like supernatural kind of. Not supernatural. It's about prison, but just like it's really like dramatic. It's every yeah. everybody like it's like oh, and then I murdered his son, and his son came to prison it's like everything everything's related it's wild. very wild um i'll do two more um boys in the hood you ever seen boys in the hood you know what i never have i had never seen it either but i don't on, know why but it was on at the very bar one time we were doing trivia and it was on tv at the bar and i was like what is this movie it's cuba good and jr is about to get it in this is awesome yeah i mean and i've seen i think i've seen parts but i've never yeah. watched the whole thing it made me cry it was awesome damn hell it was yeah. really good okay you'd like it um and then it's a, it's a very popular movie yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's a very funny <laughs> thing to like 25 years later but you should see you should, have hood. you never heard of this no. yeah actually you know what? i'm gonna do a couple more i'm feeling myself go ahead you ever see hackers of course it's okay. great fucking great i, I hate that Ma- i time. hate matthew lillard and you gave me shit for that but it's one of my least favorite things about you <laughs> <laughs> but that movie rocks it's, Hack the it's, fucking planet it's crazy yeah it's, it's so fucking crazy. wild the hackers, style is off the chart hackers should really run the world i would you know what not a big remake. I don't tout remakes, but I think hackers should get the remake treatment. A I'd remake. Be, I'd be interested in that. A remake of hackers would be awesome. Actually, yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, so hackers, we love it. Objectively, probably a bad movie, right? Yeah, so, of course. I think it's but fine. Like, really when, interesting premise. I think it's fine when bad movies get remade. That should happen more. I Good think, movies don't need to be remade. Bad movies should definitely get a second chance. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're remaking a lot of movies that really just don't have a ton in the first place. Whereas this sure. movie has so much. You could do so much with So this. much going for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. I watched another, I, two more smut movies. I watched Go ahead. the dude that did like Malibu Express. Okay. Uh, Andy Sedaris, I believe his name is. He has a movie called Day of the Warrior. with. Um, it's got Buff Bagwell in it. <laughs> it's crazy it's really good my name's buff and i'm the stuff yeah, that's right that's yeah. him it's our boy marcus bagwell um i don't know why i watched it but it rocked it was crazy it was like so that's gotta be more recent right um or well i mean i, I guess like buff in his heyday kind of like 97 90, okay. yeah it was like him in his heyday that's yeah. so weird it's like yeah. crazy like fake breasted women in bikinis blowing up shit with like bazookas and it's awesome hell yeah um and then i watched this other movie not realizing it was, so it's um I can't think of her name. I'm so sorry, but Audrey from Twin Peaks is in a movie called oh, yeah. uh, Two Moon Junction, and I thought it was going to be like a drama- like a dramatic, like erotic thriller. There's no thrill. It's just erotic. It's just, it's literally just like several, several, several scenes of like gratuitous nudity and like I don't. It, it was like a romance novel. Wow, wild! Like a romance cover. Yeah, <laughs> like novel cover coming to life. You can see the photo. Yeah, exactly. That's it's, crazy. It was nuts. She like falls in love with a dude who's a carnival worker, but she's a rich girl in the south who has like this plantation. Yeah, she's a rich married. girl, and then go too far. But and you, you fell know, in love with the carnival any- man. Exactly. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Yo. Um, I'm going to put Evan on blast for a minute. My ex-roommate, former... Ge- Wait, was he ever technically a guest? He's never been a guest, but he's going to come on in the in the he's future. He's made a cameo. He's going to talk about surviving the game. The, I'm going to put this man on blast season. for a second. He straight up once asked me, or told me that he thought Rich Girl by Hall Notes. he thought the title of that song was Old Man's Money. <laughs> that's funny. He was like, you know that song Old Man's Money by Hall and Oates? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but 
it's not that far fetched. They say old man's money like <laughs> you can rely on the old man's money. I think they say rich girl more. I'm not gonna. I'm Someone, not gonna I'm not going to crunch the numbers. If but anyone's out there running the wine and cheese metrics, uh, I got a job for you. <laughs> Give me the rich girl versus old man's money count. I'll play the the middleman on this one where I don't think it's that crazy, but it's funny. It's crazy. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. So the mummy. Had you seen it before? You know what? I thought I had, but I don't think I've ever seen it in my in its entirety. Yeah. I know for a fact I'd never seen it somehow. I've never going seen into it. I was like, yeah, I know this shit. Right? I thought the I thought the Rock was in all of them. Oh, dude, no, he's, he's just in two, and then he's in Scorpion King. Well, you're making that sound like everybody knows that. I mean, <laughs> Maybe I, I think knows I only that. knew that because I was watching wrestling at the <laughs> yeah. time. But I always just assumed the things I knew about this movie were Brendan Fraser, awesome, The, the Rock, The Rock. <laughs> I thought The Rock was in it, and then I thought. I was waiting for the scene where the scarab beetle runs under the guy's skin the entire movie. <laughs> I thought that was like one of the big scenes. Apparently, it, it just happens happened. like twice in the movie, right? I think just the once, but I think it was like and honestly lasted three seconds. And that yeah, was it. and I was like, damn. Uh, I should have worn it here, but I was I, on one of my main spring slash fall jackets that I have. I have a Brandon Fraser fan club pin. Oh, same. That Eric made. Shout I out! Have, I have the mummy one. How has Eric not been on the show before? I have no idea. We should have had him on for this movie, of all things. Honestly, yeah, true. But we'll Damn. get him on. Um, yeah, yeah. So on. he made this th- series of Brendan Fraser fan club. Which one do you have? Pins. So I had, I had a George of the Jungle one, and I lost it. So now I have the Mummy one on the jacket, and then I have. There's a the, he made a third one too, but I don't remember what the movie is right now. I have a, a George of the Jungle one. Oh, man, that's a good one. I wish I didn't. I'll trade mine. you if you want it back. You know what? After seeing this movie, <laughs> now I'm like, I fucking love my mommy pen. I love that dude. Um, but yeah, I I literally wrote my first note was starting to question whether or not I've seen this whole thing before. Yeah. Um, this movie had a sixty-two million dollar budget, which sounds crazy, but it did four hundred and seventeen million at the box office. I feel like it was huge. It man. was gigantic. Um. Have you ever written, I was going to wait and save this for later, but have you ever ridden the Mummy ride at Universal Studios? No, I don't think I've been to Universal since I've been, I think I might have gone there as like a baby. Well, no, I wouldn't have gone to Universal. A baby? Disney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think, I, maybe I haven't been to Universal at all. Yeah, there's a Mummy ride and it's like an indoor roller coaster. Is it good? It's fucking awesome. Which, okay, wait. There's a, um. if you go on YouTube, you can find a, obviously like a first person like view a ride of the through? ride, yeah, yeah, like a ride through, and uh, it, uh, you know, you're going through like some tombs and shit, <laughs> and then there's a part where you get to what feels like almost a dead end or like where it should continue to go, yeah, and the coaster stops. I don't want to spoil anything. No, but spoil I'm, go- I'm going good. to, uh, and then like <laughs> I don't want to, but I have a to. big flame appears, and then you're sent backwards, and then but like so the way you come into this room is like a very level, yeah. but then when you go backwards, like a trap door behind oh, you shit. opens and you go backwards and underground that's cool it's fucking cool this this might be the perfect movie to have a ride made after because it's so themed it could you could do the egyptian shit it rocks filmed in morocco actually it wasn't filmed in egypt but you know it's what's kind of crazy is with the ride as well there's like a brennan fraser clip at the end where he's like he's like kind of playing like a bit of a diva actor where he's like <laughs> 
in his uh, mummy gear and stuff, and he's like yelling for someone to get him a coffee or a soda or something. Oh no! Way. And then all of a sudden, like you hear like a mummy shriek, and then like the mummy gets Brendan Fraser, the the actor, Dude. and like kills him or something off That's screen. Cool. That's it's pretty cool. Like way meta. It's yeah. very meta. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked for that reason, and just because I love the Twilight Zone, I thought the Tower of Terror was so sick because it's like you walk in and it immediately makes you feel like you're in this episode of the twilight zone it's like a fictional episode that was never made obviously that's, oh that's cool but it like fills you with that sense of like oh cool we're like in it and then you yeah. get on the ride and it like quote unquote malfunctions like it's like same oh, kind of yeah. vibe where it's same like kind of vibe. yeah it like immerses you in a different world that's how all rides should be i that's agree so cool yeah it's a good one if like you the, ever go i would suggest riding that rock and roller coasters that way where it's like we're aerosmith and we gotta get to the show oh <laughs> my god yeah. you gotta like go on the highway in a limo <laughs> um the filmmakers of this film apparently spent $15 million on the budget of the budget on special effects. I didn't realize this was like a super wow. special effects heavy movie. Until yeah. It started. You know what? I think. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like not super plentiful, but you can tell. I think this was of the era where like shitty special effects cost a lot of money. Yeah. So I mean, I mean like the main mummy is like Imhotep or whatever is like yeah. is straight up like a scary looking special and effect. like even when he's like almost complete and like his cheek is falling off and shit <laughs> yeah i like when he goes like dark mode and he's wearing that mask when, he's, when he goes fucking dark oh yeah when he's sitting in the uh the coffee chair shop. all swagged out <laughs> yeah. in the fucking cloak yeah he looks awesome there i'll chill with the uh with the budgeting shit but apparently test audiences of this movie didn't like it i guess really? yeah so like i i think i read that it was like people th- Re- saw the title The Mummy and associated it too much with the old like 1932 The Mummy and uh, they like did a 1.6 million dollar re-budget like rebranding um, like Super Bowl ad and everything yeah and that like turned the whole thing around everyone was like damn I- I'm with this movie now damn alright yeah. well plus like I feel like Brendan Fraser was big at the time yeah dude I mean he was in like Encino Man and George of the Jungle and stuff I feel like that was it was like early Fraser, but he was still popping yeah um, I don't know what this note means but I wrote, uh, someone's brother pushes the Arabian guy into a flaming couch. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the people that, like, the rival people that are trying to get to, the, they're trying to use, like, the treasure map. Is this on the boat? It's, like, early on. It's not on the, maybe it's on the boat, but it's, like, early on. I, I want to say it's, like, in a hotel room or something. But it's, like, like, a couch on fire and someone gets shoved into it, yep, maybe? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> The librarian lady, Rachel Wise or whatever, I was just playing dominoes with the bookshelves. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. annoying. I was That's like, like some slapstick goofy shit. Such a mess. Um, so here's a note, and I don't want to steal a thunder, but she was going to send an audio clip of this, but Zia watched this movie with me, and she said um, she thinks that the guy getting – the scene where the guy gets his glasses broken um, – you remember I, this? I don't remember. So you know the three American guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the one guy with the glasses, right? And okay. he's like probably the most handsome one of the bunch even. And he, uh, and then there's a guy who looks, I call fake Josh Brolin because he kind of <laughs> looks like Josh Brolin. But the <laughs> yeah. guy with the glasses, he gets his glasses broken and then he, that shows from the perspective of him and it's like fuzzy. Huh. And she said, as a blind person, I think that's awesome. It's so rare in movies that they show the perspective of someone that can't see. Okay, yeah. So, I'll ride for that. Uh, sh- people with bad vision representation there. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> as someone who gets tested for glaucoma twice a year, I love it. <laughs> but in the same vein, if you're the mummy, right, why would you steal the eyes 
of the guy who can't fucking see. Yeah, that's that's not Imhotep's best move. No. Damn. I wish that came into play. I wish he was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, fu- I done fucked up. He's like stumbling around. He's like, oh, I can't get. This is not how I remember eyes working. Yeah. <laughs> I Dude, I used to love Egyptian shit when I was a little kid. I had like a little book of like Egyptian hieroglyphics and like stories of like the how mythology and stuff. How are you on that song? Walk like an Egyptian? Yeah, how are you on that? How was I on it? Where where do you st- land on? I do the walk. I walk like an Egyptian. You do, you do the walk. <laughs> there's a f- uh, Futurama episode where there's Pharaoh Hamentatemp. Love okay. that one. It was great. How do you feel about like? Uh, were you like a big Prince of Persia guy? No, actually, I wasn't. Oh, wow. I was a fan of the hot babe and fishnets in the beginning of the movie, though. <laughs> the movie, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. No, this movie, dude. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> about Prince of Persia. My bad. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah, I think you went out of your way to text me that you were like, "Damn, this girl." Yeah, it's in like the beginning here, Imhotep's Bay. It's Marta. <laughs> it's Marta from uh, Arrested Development. I was like, "Is okay. it?" Okay, I'm pretty sure. Weird. Yeah. Um, this is a classic. This movie is a classic case of you never read from like a book in a movie. Oh, dude! You never like pick up a dusty ass book and read from it, that's, right? That's how everything bad, especially begins. if it's in another language. Yeah. Like Latin or Egyptian or whatever the fuck. You just you, you just should do not do it, guys. Right. They're saying like Rashim, Ulu, Kashkat. Like it's like yeah. don't do, don't dude, do dude, that. Stop don't it. do that. Stop it. Um <laughs> how do you feel about Benny? Which one's Benny? He's a little shit. Oh, he's guy an that's guy. like Brandon Fraser's boy at first, but he then bothered he like me. becomes like Imhotep's like number two. He bothered me. Love his style. Yeah, big on his style. Got the John Waters stash. They got the Fez. Got the suspenders. <laughs> the Fez. He looks fucking cool. <laughs> he looks awesome. He probably says hokum in this movie. The, the amount of times they say the word hokum in this movie, unreal. Yeah, you took issue with that. Didn't I did. You? I did. You were too. talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, I went to look up. So Benny is an interesting actor. He has been in some weird shit. His name is Kevin J. O'Connor. He was in. Man, what did I? <laughs> I kind of set this up, didn't I? To... It, it's all good. You got it. He was in something that I was like, oh shit, that was him. He's in something. He's in Deep Rising. I don't know that. I've never seen that. What's his name? Christian J. O'Connor? He's in Peggy Sue Got Married. Maybe oh. that was like, oh yeah, if you look up him and Peggy Sue Got Married, he's kind of fucking hot. Look at this guy. Oh, he's got that like drip. He looks good. He might be wearing right? a turtleneck in that photo. Uh, yeah, he's kind of wearing like a little cashmere turtleneck situation. He's and then Jim Carrey sitting behind him. But yeah, <laughs> let me see a photo of Jim Carrey. Again real quick. <laughs> we'll post that. Here, he looks gonna, like liar, liar. I'm gonna screenshot it right now. Hell yeah, he looks hyper young. But yeah, Yo, I mean, how do you, he looks kind of suave. How do you feel about the score on this movie? Uh, don't remember much about it, honestly. So it's the dude Jerry Goldsmith. He does okay. Gremlins and Logan's Run, which are like two of my favorite scores oh, yeah. in movies. I, mean, I so feel like that's a. Good I was one. with it. Yeah, there was cool. Um, there was also just like really cool, like I guess like symbolism or whatever, or like like uh, Egyptian statues, like that dog Anubis. Yeah, and there was like the statue of Horus at one point to like the the well like. I feel like there was like something like the protection and well being of the people. They go to the statue of Horus. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Brandon Fraser got kicked in the balls. That's pretty cool too. <laughs> I was watching a cool um, behind the scenes thing, like a on YouTube, and it was like with the stunt team or director or something like that. Yeah, the scene where Brandon Fraser fights a ton of mummies. <laughs> there's a couple funny things, the anecdotes about this. So, is that where he's in like the biplane and he's like shooting out of it, going like upside down and shit? 
No, this is when they're like in the tomb. Oh, he's fighting. So I think that's when he's fighting like the the face, the storm. But oh, this yeah, is what you're, you're, you're talking about when he's fighting the actual like when he's fighting like multiple like old school mummies the where putties. it was like guys in the practical. Yeah, the putties, if you will. Yeah, the guys in like the practical costumes. Um, well, it wasn't even guys in the practical costumes. It was like uh, CG. Yeah, but he did all that like himself. Like he apparently like came up. I don't know if he had a stunt coordinator or what, but he like. What the behind the scenes thing I watched made it seem to believe that like he came up with all these motions on his own like where he hit one's head like a baseball <laughs> and shit like that and like the way oh, he shit. chopped stuff and like they cool. they edited in the mummies later to like fit his yeah actions it, and, and shit instead of having like the bouncing tennis ball that you're like shooting at it was just like him going off and then being like we'll work around you Brady. yeah and then another funny thing about that scene was like they said that. The scene where like multiple mummies pop up and it is practical mummies for a second, they they saw that as like common like a comedy scene. Really? Where they were like, Yeah, we did that to be like silly and throw back to the original, but the CG is where like the real serious guys come in. Like the ninety nine was chaotic. When the when like the marching mummies come out and yeah. it's like the CG guys, they were like these guys are the badass guys. <laughs> right. Those the, are the ones. Those th- guys in costumes funny. are goofy as fuck. That's, yeah, because uh, to me, there's no distinction at all. It's, right. it's they're still bad guys that he has to beat up. And objectively, the practical effects look better. Totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. But this is with that like early CG era where they're yeah. like, man, this is badass. But that's also a good example of Brendan Fraser like going hard. I saw that like when he's getting hanged. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where he stopped breathing and they had to resuscitate him. Like like they had him like like he actually yeah. did that and the medics had to like resuscitate him. I read that he as well. Died. That's the yeah, when he got hung. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Um there's the character of the brother, right? The what's Rachel Weiss's brother. Yeah. Um I don't remember his name, I'm sorry. The part where he, me neither, but the part where he blends in with like the people with the boils and sores. Oh yeah. Is very Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah it is like he just like starts walking like a zombie with yeah, them i was to just like, be like fucking sean of the oh, dead oh i'm in yeah I'm in. yeah and they don't notice him and shit yeah for sure uh yep. i mentioned earlier fake josh brolin he's one of the americans his death is kind of cool um he gets a like he he's the one that like kind of opens the window mm-hmm. and then a bunch of sh- a bunch of uh, sand shoots through, yeah. and like lifts him up to the air in the air, and you just see the shadow of him getting like, like quite literally sucked dry. Right, he just becomes uh, sand himself. Yeah, he <laughs> just becomes like withered and yeah. shitty, <laughs> withered and shitty. <laughs> uh, when's the last time you watched Pirates of the Caribbean? <sighs> Got to be at least a decade. We were talking about Jake. Jake and I rewatched them recently. This yeah. feels so much like that movie. Oh, I bet. Like Brendan Fraser is just Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had the thought, like, if you had to recast this movie for today, who do you think would play like the role? Like, I'll just throw out one. I thought like Rachel Weisz would probably be like Ana de Armas. Who's that? She's in. Um, I feel like she's most best known for Knives Out. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a good one. I feel like she'd be a pretty good role there, where she's kind of like, especially in Knives Out, she's like a little like always a little exasperated like oh no i'm so sorry like like always a little apologetic but i was yeah. trying to think like who would play fraser like like paul rudd but he's too old. like who's like a 30 year old timothy shell like who's like a nice like in their prime but not 
See, I don't even know if Frazier was 30 around here. Yeah. We should look but it up. But, but I want to say, guy. like, I don't like him, but, like, Chris Pratt comes to mind a little bit, maybe. He's too, yeah, but he's too, like, tough guy. He he's too, like, hard. Too old like, Brendan Fraser's not, like, jacked in this movie or anything. It's just kind of like a like an everyman, but. Yeah, let me look know. up, like, Chris Pratt. I'm going to look up Chris Pratt and see if, like, other people search for. Oh, that's good. You know, and then kind of see who comes up yep. from that. I also thought that the we could start like a mummy core band called Imhotep, and then uh, just using quotes from the movie. There's Bringer of Death. There's Death okay. is only the beginning, and then there's the Book of Amun Ra. Ooh, I, I thought those could be okay. like pretty good. Like, I think there's already a band called Amun Ra. Well, there is. Well, as we could have a song called that. So, what about um, Tom Holland's a little too smiley. Yo, that's actually a really good one. Him or the Baby Driver guy. Oh, Nick Robinson is that his name? Or? What has he done lately, though? Has he done anything since Baby Driver? Oh wait, that's not Nick Robinson. Um, I don't fucking know. Is Nick Robinson the guy from Kings of Summer? Nick Robinson is the guy from Love Simon. Is he the guy that looks like the singer of Waves? <laughs> I don't fucking know what the singer of Waves. <laughs> I looks think like. that's him. He's in Chris King. Pine is another one, but I think he's even a little too old. A little too old. For, I, I think you're on it with Tom Holland. Tom Holland's I think a good one, right? Tom Holland and Anna because he's Armas. in the 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 uh, Uncharted movie coming out, which is very mummy esque. Yeah, maybe, no, he, he maybe the, Andrew Garfield. You think Andrew Garfield? I just feel like I think Tom he's Holland's not too. quite tall enough. I feel like Brendan <laughs> Fraser, in a way, has like some sort of stature in the movie where he like he feels like strong. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. He's he's strong, but he's not like a bulky like muscle man. Right. And Tom but Tom Holland is almost a little too shrimpy mm-hmm. in a way. Hmm. Well, let us know what you think, honestly. If you guys have any <laughs> suggestions for our, our fanfic. Yeah, our fanfic. Our remake here. Um I really don't have much else. I just thought it'd be funny if they opened up the tomb and like Beetlejuice popped out. I thought that'd be a pretty <laughs> good like visual bit. Oh, I don't have a ton um other than so many people get set on fire in this movie. A lot of flames. And um, we have not talked about the greatest character in the movie, Winston Havelock, the pilot. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's fucking amazing. Crazy. R.I.P. in the quicksand. R.I.P. Um, which led me to think that, like, when I was a kid, I thought there would be quicksand everywhere when I was an adult. Yeah. Right? You're just led to believe you that. You just assume. You have to look out. Anytime you go out in nature, there's going to be a fucking quicksand. I've never seen quicksand once in my life. You're not going to be. I saw a video of someone getting stuck in quicksand like recently. And so everyone's like, I told you. It's there. <laughs> it's fucking it's there. It's fucking there. <laughs> it's fucking there. And it's going to kill you. One What's day. the. Is there like. I feel like um, John Mulaney has a quicksand bit where he's like, I always thought it'd be a much bigger problem. <laughs> like, maybe he's that's, right. Maybe that's like in my subconscious and I'm kind of stealing John Mulaney bit not, a little I, bit right now. I'm not calling you out, but he's onto something maybe there. Maybe that's where. Yeah, every it's Mario, a thought I have also always had. It's like every Mario game as a child is like, oh, fuck, you died in quicksand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Winston Havelock, uh, he brings like a certain element of, there's a lot of like goofiness to this movie as well. Yeah, the, it is. His section is like overly goofy. Like when we're it's, introduced to him, he's like sitting in the middle of a desert in like a chair with like a gold phonograph with like an umbrella over him and stuff. Looking bananas. Looking absolutely bananas. I feel like not many movies, I feel like a pilot character is always kind of silly. That's a good point actually. Except for Sully or like Denzel in Flight. But like Sully, <laughs> like except for like Sully, obviously any, anyone with like a biplane 
they've always got like a weird twisty mustache and they've got big goggles on and they're like goofy you know yeah i mean the two people you just referenced that aren't goofy are like people based off real life people <laughs> <laughs> true you got me there but they're not fu- they're not goofy you know yeah, they ain't goofy they ain't um, goofy these motherfuckers ain't goofy <laughs> We didn't really talk exactly a lot about what this movie's about, but you I feel like you have to have seen it by now. It's about a mummy, dumb dick. About- <laughs> <laughs> Not you, ever the listener. If they don't know what the mummy's about. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I got. Um, yeah, what would you same. rate it? I'd give it, again, similar to Fall Out Boy, a really hard one to rate because it was such a cultural thing, and I missed out on it. So I, I don't know, like three and a half out of five. Same. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're just aligned a good one we're just uh, we're uh, on the same page one of the better movies that we've watched recently one of the better movies we watched recently yeah that too well i guess we've only done 55 and i had a lot of fun with it it did make me want to watch the sequels which i know won't be as good but i do want to see them Dude, i i could be wrong but i feel like the sequels are pretty well regarded too like especially the scorpion king right i don't think the scorpion king is well regarded i do think oh. it did well Got but it. I don't think it's well regarded. Got it's, it, got it. Is the mummy well regarded? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like out of touch a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Um, let's do some IMDb tags. Please. I'll give you a clue on this one. It's one that I mentioned as a movie I saw recently. Title spoken by character. You named so many movies. <laughs> well, I did make it t- I did, <laughs> did make it tough on you. Uh, this person's from Delaware and reps Philly. Oh, X. Yeah, there we got it. We got Wait, it. Someone says X in the movie. I mean, they probably said that this movie's gonna be X rated or something. It's about like shooting That's a porno. Yeah. yeah. X go and give it to you. Um f- shooting a man. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a man. This is number three. Uh this is number three. hmm Shooting a man. Um like fucking dirty hairy. <laughs> that's a good guess i always like where you're bringing i feel like you're much better at this than i would be i would just be like i i don't know um seven s-e-7-e-n okay I, sure i, I guess seven n i guess i guess they shoot a man into seven n uh how about long-haired female this sucks the top hang on like once upon a time in hollywood uh the top six are marvel movies and three of them are spider-man <laughs> <laughs> is number one Captain Marvel? Uh, no, it's Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Jesus Rings. Jesus Christ! I would have never got that. It came out last year, apparently. Yeah. Uh, how about I'll do, I'll do two more. How about Book of the Dead? Uh, like the Evil Dead TV show. So number four is the Evil Dead TV show. Number three is the Evil Dead. Number two is Army of Darkness. Hang on, Evil Dead is rated NC seventeen. The original? Yeah. That's kind of nuts. Probably the rape scene by the trees. I got to imagine that's why. Number one's The Mummy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. How about Insect Attack? Insect Attack. Like uh, Starship Troopers or something? Or Men in Black? Jumanji's number two. Okay. The One of the new Jumanji's is number one? No, nah, it's The Mummy. It's this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if those are tricky when these are number one. but it's, uh, It is kind of tricky. You don't expect it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, but no, you crushed it, dude. That was great. Thanks, man. Maybe we'll retire that segment soon, too. <laughs> no, I have fun with that one. <laughs> all right, sick. As long as you're having fun. That's all that matters. I'm, uh, I hate I'll this. Pull, I'll do some for you next time. And see how poorly I do. See how yeah, badly yeah, yeah, I bomb. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, be fun. Yeah. Okay, sick. Um, any final thoughts on Fallout Boy or The Mummy? Um, 
No, I mean, two classics in their own regard. Yeah, this is kind of a classics episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like our... This is our Marvel movie of an episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, our Beatles of an episode, if you will. Our Beatles, our I mean, Scarab I, Beatles. I'm glad we did these. Yeah, same. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that we... For better walk, or worse. I, it's a movie I should have seen, and it's an album I should know every song off of, I guess, since I, you know everybody loves the Beatles. Even though Fall Out Boy sucks. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh, damn, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um we have ideas of what we'll do next. We're not going to shout them out. Yeah, we you don't. Gotta listen we don't have it kids. narrowed down just yet. Exactly. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch Stay you soon. Cheesy. Stay cheesy. <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs>